Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Shall we begin? Five, four, three, two, one. Right about now. He's no Jane Carroll, but he still knows his stuff. Please listen carefully. Here's guest host Aaron Stevens on The Jane Carroll Show. Welcome, everybody. It is that time for The Jane Carroll Show. And uh, I'll be your host tonight, Aaron Stevens. Um, I enjoy uh, getting a chance to to speak with you tonight. I missed the last conservative council, so it's fun to be able to to catch up with you guys. I mean, I've been doing the show for many, many years. We got uh, producer Dave uh, at the helm pushing all the buttons. Um, We're going to have a couple of guests a little bit later on. Um, And I'm just excited to be here tonight uh, with you. It's uh, in the Pacific Northwest. I think uh, spring finally arrived, which was nice. I'll take that. you know, I, I've lived in the Pacific Northwest my entire life, and you think that you get used to the rain. And, you know, I, I don't know how it is in, in other parts of the country, but here it gets about 37, 39, and just drizzles. It's not like it rains in the night when it cools off like it does in a lot of places. Um, here it just rains and rains and rains. So, I mean, you're in November, and it's 41 and raining. In December, it's 30 seven and raining and in january it's 35 and raining and in february it's 37 again and raining i mean we just had snow about a week and a half ago uh you know starting to try to snow it didn't like stick but it was like you know um trying anyway so it was uh, yeah it's all of a sudden today the uh the sun came out so i'll take it and like a typical typical person in the pacific northwest tomorrow will be, be a hot day and we'll be complaining so we'll complain when it's raining and cold and then we'll complain when it's hot so that's uh, that's what you get out here but no complaints on this show it's going to be an exciting show we, um those of you who know me i've uh, got a little bit of different approach uh you know jane is is refined and she's highly skilled uh, at what she does i have more of this uh, second amendment approach to the news where we toss a lot out there kind of see which direction the show might take um, some different things I would like to do today is, of course, c- cover a lot of ground. Um, one of the themes, you know, that I want to touch on a bit is is why you should listen to the Jane Carroll show, because quite frankly, we're ahead of the curve. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff that that we predicted. Um, I will apologize. I haven't listened to um, the uh, the last conservative council, but I do recall um, I made a prediction on the conservative council about uh, the Bud Light situation um, that surely came to fruition. But uh, as well. Indications about the uh, the U.S. dollar connections with with China and and uh, and Russia, as well as um, uh, now connecting with Saudi Arabia and Brazil. You know, um, things like China all of a sudden wanting to broker pre- peace deals, which China has been doing in the Middle East. Now, China wanting to broker a peace deal in Ukraine. So, some of the things that we'll be we'll be talking about, of course. Uh, Um, Former Vice President um, Joe Biden has declared that he is going to be running. Um, Of course, in his declaration, he doesn't mention, you know, uh, Kamala Harris. 
which is interesting. And of course, he did say that there are going to be no debates. So I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, Robert F. Kennedy uh, Jr. tonight. Um, of course, the 800-pound gorilla in the room, um, which is Tucker Carlson. You know, Tucker Carlson on media, of course, he, he's had uh, Fox Nation. Um, he's been a big person in media for, I, I don't know what the number, 25 years probably likely. Um, of course, he's had online presences, you know, um, going back a very long time and been editors and, and been involved in, in the Heritage Group. And, and there's so many places that he's touched. I'd like to explore a little bit as to why we think that, uh, you know, Fox and, and Tucker parted ways, what that means. I'm going to go down a little bit of a rabbit hole with that one. So that'll be kind of fun. And uh, looks like those uh, IRS agents are, are still in order. IRS is looking to arm these agents in all 50 states. Of course, they were only supposed to be going after the wealthy, you know, as we predicted. Yeah, that's that's not exactly where that's going to be. So look for an IRS agent near you. Um, they need to get more money. They, they're, they're sick and tired of waitresses um, not claiming tips or, or hairdressers not claiming tips. Or maybe uh, maybe pay your yard guy under the table, you know. So we, we don't want to have any of that business. They want to capture every every penny they can, because if you actually know, there isn't enough money in the wealthy. If you if you took all of their wealth, I mean, not even just taxed it at 80, 90 percent. Heck, if you confiscated all their stuff, took their house, took their Ferrari, took their hidden gold bar they got under the under the floorboards, you could confiscate all of it and you couldn't pay. So the only way for them is to get to the masses. This is why they go after the middle class, but actually all the hidden fees for the lower classes. So um, we'll we'll go on with that one. Um, you know, of course, uh, you know, not sure where we're at with uh, Elon Musk. Um, he's got a, uh, you know, he had his SpaceX rocket, um, you know, parts of the test. Uh, this is a big rocket, the most powerful one ever. Excuse me. <clears throat> didn't hit my cough button. Um, looks like, uh, you know, they had to cut part of it short. I think it did get up to about 100,000 feet, I think. And then they uh, decided to blow it up. But uh, the FAA now wants to ground his rockets. Did he, uh, has he decided to cross the Rubicon with regards to the government? Um, I think they, they're going to have to, they'll figure that one out a little bit because, um, well, we'll explore it. I don't want to, I don't want to waste too much right now with the introduction um, but speaking of Second Amendment, uh, Washington state has decided to ban a bunch of guns. Um, of course, there's many states have decided to do that. I'm hoping these things get caught up in court. Um, so we'll explore that a little bit, you know, as, you know, uh, you know, Congress keeps, you know, interviewing directors for for, um, you know, firearm directors and things. And, and we end up with the same situation. Not only can Supreme Court justices not define what a woman is, you have, you know, um, these other officials can't, can't define, of course, what a uh, what an assault weapon is, you know. So they just want to go after any semiotic uh, rifle. Um, we'll go through some of those stats, how semiotic rifles, um, you know, quite frankly, don't even stack up to how many people die at the hands of fists, um, or knives or feet, you know, maybe we should outlaw feet. So, you know, that of course is, is a thing. Um, what's going on with, uh, with Hunter Biden? You know, I guess his attorneys are, are trying to talk back door with, with the DOJ. Um, there's of course a, a whistleblower 
that was going to talk about a bunch of that. And well, heck, he's come up missing. So maybe we want to uh, talk a little bit about, um, you know, being a whistleblower. You know, many folks don't know that being a whistleblower under Barack Obama, um, you got arrested. More more whistleblowers were arrested under Barack Obama than all presidents combined. As a matter of fact, you know, there's there's you know, congressional acts and, and laws with regards to the handling of whistleblowers. And <clears throat> the left hates them. Of course, they're the greatest thing that ever happened if Donald Trump was president and there was a whistleblower. But no, 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 we do not want a whistleblower um, if it's going to speak negatively about the Biden. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, a bit of presidential um, politics, um, you know, finding out whether or not um, Donald Trump's going to get indicted again in uh I think it's uh, what Georgia, you know, I mean, heck, you know, why not? Why not? You know, I guess, you know, this. So, you know, how does this work? You know, if they're going to keep going after the number one Republican candidate, are you allowed to impeach Biden? Are you allowed to indict Biden or his family members? You know, is this, you know, you know, some kind of an indication before we found out that, well, you know, you can you couldn't go after Biden before he ever even announced that got President Trump impeached. Well, what if we go after Biden now? You know, he's president. I mean, he's the leading candidate. I mean, is it, of course, we, we know we, it's tongue in cheek. We know the answers to these things, but there's some things we don't know the answers to. And um, that's what we want to explore them. So, what I'd like to do is uh, introduce him. Um, we call him uh, Skip. He's the man of the people. Been a little while since I've talked to Skip. Um, he's had some family things going on. I've had some family things going on. I've been worried about Skip. Uh, you know, his family. So maybe he can, he can, if he feels okay, can get us up to speed a little bit on, on what's going on with him. But I love talking to Skip because he, you know, he doesn't even know what's going on on the show. He doesn't have to show prep. He is so well-versed in all of these issues. I just throw stuff out there. I've had a lot of fun with Skip on the show because yeah, I don't know, man, he's just, he's, he's connected. He's there. He never, never stops. He's, he's a machine. Um, I love him. Great friend of the show. Uh, Skip, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing fine. How about yourself? I'm hanging in there, you know, I mean, you know, life is life. I was talking to Dave, you know, a little bit before the show, you know, there's, there's ups and downs in life. Same thing with you. You know, I know you've, you've had some stuff going on and I sure do appreciate you, you, you joining the show tonight and helping me out, uh, you know, and get, uh, get everybody up to speed on, on everything. But, uh, you know, real quick, like, um, how, how are you doing personally? Well, I'm, I'm doing fine. Um, uh, you know, at least, at least tonight I am anyway, but, uh, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, you're right. Everything goes up and down, and that's one thing you can be sure of in life, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Dave and I were, were kind of teasing a little bit before the show. You know, it's like, you know, we try to hide your head in the sand, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm hoping that, you know, but uh, the, the sun will be up tomorrow um, for sure. But, uh, well, I just want to, you know, thank you again for joining the show. Um, I, I, I just love our back and forth. So, well, I'm just going to, you know, as you know, you know, my approach to the news is to, let's just, Let's just blast it out there and have some fun and and see where it goes, because I think that's how, you know, I mean, you connect with with the folks, you know, in different environments and in different things, some of them up, down, sideways. That's how most people just sort of talk, you know, and that's how I think they yeah. get a lot of information is kind of shooting from the hip. And then some kind sometimes the story sort of evolves a little bit and and uh, you're quite well versed at that. Um, well, I'm going to just start out with the 800 pound gorilla in the room. Um uh, Tucker Carlson. I'd like to talk a little okay. bit about him. Um, <laughs> first off, um, you know, obviously, you know, you, you got to be on the moon, I guess, if you didn't know that he's no longer with Fox News. Um, he did come out. He did make a, a bit of a statement 
Um, I'd like you to tell me a little bit about why you think him and Fox News parted away. Of course, everybody's weighed in a little bit. Um, I like your your insight. And then I kind of want to throw my theory at you a little bit, too. Um, let's go ahead and talk a little bit to Tucker Carlson. Okay. Uh, from a technical standpoint, he hasn't left Fox yet because he's still under contract and they haven't worked out the details like like they had to do with Megyn Kelly and, and people who have left before uh, Lou Dobbs, very similar. So they could actually keep him. Uh, and, and this is where it's real real uh, shady is whether or not they can keep him in the fold, which would, um, which I understand be another 18 months, which would pretty much get him through the election year. But the, uh, the thing I'm, I'm hearing in the, in the, the one that makes the most sense to me is that he was outshining Rupert Murdoch. And so he became an uncontrollable animal. And, and from what I understand, nobody controls Tucker. I mean, he does what he wants to do. And, you know, you know, I don't care what you say. <clears throat> like uh, there, there's some rumors that he's that he had a bad work environment and all this, and then this gal's complaining about this. Well, he hasn't he hasn't worked in 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 the actual office, from what I understand, for uh, uh, the last year and a half, two years, when she's evidently making these complaints and everything. But he doesn't back off any of that type of thing. So, you know, um, I I heard one theory today, which was kind of interesting. Somebody thought that what they may end up having to do because I mean, they lost half their audience at, at, at his hour uh, yeah. the first night. I mean, he went from three and a half million down to 1.7 or something like that. And so, uh, and, and especially in the demographic, that uh, 25 to 40 demographic, they were off uh, way off on that. And so he was he was bringing a lot of new people in the pool. So uh, they're, they're kind of, uh, the one theory that I heard today that was interesting is, well, we we worked things out with Tucker and extended his contract, you know, just to get him back on the air, because they're they're kind of afraid of him, I think. Although there's a rumor out that they have a dossier on him, or some kind of a a folder that they've got ready to release all all these nasty things and everything. But I can't believe that those would have already been released. If um, yeah, you know, <clears throat> did you um? So I, I want to excuse me, <clears throat> spend a little bit of time on this is, um, you know, it's a little bit of a rabbit hole, but there's different legs to this that I think are important. You know, so one of his his speech that he made um, this last weekend, um, I, I'm not sure if it was the Heritage Group or not, but basically, you know, I can only paraphrase, but he made a statement that said, um, you know, that they go after you, you know, but if you're just, if you're not embarrassed anymore about the stuff they said. So he, he's come out, you know, in the last year and a half, two years with a pretty profound mea culpa. I have myself on things, you know, like the Iraq war and things. I was a pretty big proponent of it. Um, you know, I know that I've been, you know, pretty much against this Ukraine stuff, you know, from the beginning. And, you know, what the thing is this, you know, we do the conservative council. This is a conservative show. There's no, you know, there's no apologies here where we're from. <clears throat> Tucker Carlson is, is considered to be very, conservative however the things he says are not really aligned with that you know so like i mean he puts tulsi gabbard she was a democrat presidential candidate when she was running for president she spent probably 80 percent of her time talking negative about donald trump she did it in a mostly you know i would say in a in a typical way that you would within good taste, I guess. Um, you know, of course she did go after Hillary Clinton and others when she was running, but, um, 
you know, I mean, he's he's talked highly of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. There's probably very little politically, Skip, you and I would agree with on with Robert F. Kennedy, but in, in probably, you know, Tucker as well. He's had no problem putting on Jimmy Dorn and other leftists on his show, but he's considered to be this crazy right winger. Can you explore the one thread to the Tucker Carlson story that maybe they want to get rid of him because, well, I could see in this time that, you know, the Democrats have announced there's going to be no debates um, for the for the Democrat primary. So um, he'd probably put Robert F. Kennedy Jr. on there about every other night, I imagine, or every other or, or any other prominent Democrat that'd be like, hey, look, we need to at least have a primary. I mean, how you're not even allowed to question Joe Biden. You're not allowed to talk about these. I mean, I could see, you know, uh, 50 shows of Tucker Carlson talking about that very issue. Explore that thread a little bit. Well, you know, see, I, I agree with you on that. <clears throat> Excuse me, I got, got a little bit of frog in my throat too, but um, I don't. I, I think that would be open season for him. Is you know, and and, uh, and he would flat go after what you know. He'd go after the competency of uh, and the uh, mental capacity of uh, Joe Biden for not having any uh, any kind of a debate or anything like that. And uh, you know, and, and there'd be a lot of other stuff that would come in in on that too. And Tucker doesn't hold back the punches, you know. He's not a he's not a big Donald Trump fan, but he does support Donald Trump when he has the right policies and things like that, you know. So, um, gosh, I just, I just, I, I could just hear him, you know. You're not gonna, he's not gonna debate, and you're right. He put on Robert um, Robert Kennedy, which he's already done, and and even though I I politically am probably diametrically uh, opposite of Robert Kennedy, he he is doing a good job on the COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, bringing bringing that to light, things like that. So, uh, you know, you you have to give, but but there's somebody you can actually debate with. You know, Robert Kennedy. I mean, he's not afraid of the debate. And see, uh, and there there would be the point is, well, you know, I could just see Tucker Carlson, like you were saying, putting Robert Kennedy on there and, and just saying, well, at least he's not afraid of the debate. At least he's not afraid of the debate. At least he's not afraid of the debate. You know, and, and in the way that Tucker Carlson would do it. Right. Um, and, and yeah, he's so highly skilled at that. And, you know, his his um his open his nightly <laughs> open on the Internet just got I mean, a lot of Democrats and young people. I mean, uh, in terms of um, Fox News, I mean, Gutfield gets some young ones, um, you know, potentially. Um, oh, what's his name? One of the, the other host on the five. Oh, um, uh, Waters, Jesse Waters. Yeah, Jesse Waters. Otherwise, boy, a lot of their their, you know, um, people have dried up, but, you know, um, there's a theory a little bit, so let's go down this rabbit hole a little bit, that Murdoch, I guess his ex-fiance um, took a liking to Tucker Carlson, and it had to do with the fact that Tucker Carlson has begun to talk a little bit about religion. And Christianity was uh, scary to Murdoch, and his ex-fiance um, at a dinner event apparently you know, grabbed a Bible and started talking about some different stories in Exodus and Tucker Carlson was well-versed in it. And Tucker Carlson, I mean, he just this last weekend said one of the most important things we need to do is take about 10 minutes a day to at least pray and, and think about some of these things. And he, he's talked a bit about religion, you know. And when you do that, you're not afraid of money or you're not afraid of government. You're not afraid of power because you have a higher power 
and you know and tucker's come out and said hey you know i've made mistakes i've said dumb things i i've called people names when i shouldn't have i i i, I did a lot of really not good things i've been a part of a lot of problems you know and i'd like to fix it um that's really powerful you know so um but some say that this is what upset you know rupert murdoch a bit is because of that angle you know tucker has become pretty big you know and, and to make an analogy with basketball you know you have these lebron james well when lebron james is bigger than your coach the coach has no power when lebron james is bigger than the team or bigger than the owner if Le- lebron james says something it, it goes so if your number one player is bigger than the team and bigger than the coach and bigger than the other players combined well then you're kind of in it so if tucker carlson were to you know upstage murdoch and others you know i mean so speak a little bit about that rabbit hole with with the ex-fiance or or religion however you want to handle that with with tucker just getting pretty big well see that that that's what uh that's what i was saying a little bit earlier is that the, the rumor that i'm hearing is is that uh, mm-hmm. that murdoch was getting that tucker was getting so big that they were scared of him upstaging in other words upstaging the old man you know he's 92 years old and then they've got, uh, and he's got two sons that are that are very liberal, especially the um, the uh, um, the one son and his, his I think it's his wife. Uh, I mean, they gave a hundred million dollars to Democratic uh, uh, operatives and stuff last election or the twenty twenty election. They had some kind of a uh, of a what do you call it a fund or pack or something, and they were able to fund it with a hundred million dollars of their own money. And shoot it out to all these people. So, so you've got a lot of stuff going on underneath there. The other thing we have to remember too is is uh, Murdoch is not. Uh, I don't think he's an American citizen, is he? Um, I, I guess or, I thought he was. I'm not. I'm not certain. I guess. Um, you know. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I assumed that he was. I thought they came through Europe and all that part of his empire is all part of that, and that they were actually came. From Gotcha. And I, I may mess this up, but I thought it was Australia and the and the and the London. And and you know, I I'd need to get fact checked on something else too, is I heard that, you know, one of these Blackstone sort of companies oh. um bought a major portion of Fox News, and of course this is a, a target, you know, of, of Tucker Carlson. Um, you know, I'm gonna let you kind of explore that as well, that maybe maybe uh maybe this came from from above Fox. There, there's some things that came out, and that was that was part of a discussion with the Dominion, uh, with the Dominion decision, and then all of a sudden it came out that uh, Dominion and, and Fox both had were had part of their interest was owned by Blackwater, and evidently uh, that's there's a thread of truth in that, but not not completely in that Dominion is not owned by Blackwater, uh, if if I'm uh, but some of the guys Isn't it, are, is is am I am I am I mixing up names is, is is in my brain Blackwater was a like a clandestine military group um kind of back in CIA, CIA right but black but Blackstone I thought was a or maybe maybe it's Blackstone I, I was saying, I was saying Blackwater right. I, I mean, well I mean, you know right the state of that you know so well but, hopefully hopefully the folks know what it is we're talking about but go ahead yeah but anyway but it, but it's it's like uh, the guys that and and there's a little difference in the uh, with the Dominion. It's Dominion something. It's not Dominion voting machines. It's <clears> Dominion <throat> something else that. And, I don't, and I'm still trying to explore what the thread is between them and all that. But the guys that were running the thing did come from Blackstone, I guess it was. Uh, I, I keep saying Blackwater, but it was Blackstone, I believe. Do believe right on 
that. Well, you know, I mean, you know, and, and I guess this is how the how the show kind of goes. I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot a little bit because you brought something up that, that I thought was interesting. You know, so this you know, it's almost eight hundred million dollars with Dominion, right? Okay, so my understanding is the company isn't even worth twenty million. I mean, you could have literally yeah. you, you you could buy the company many 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 times over. I don't know how in the universe they could say. I mean, you know, if literally the definition put them completely out of business. How do they come up with this number? This eight <laughs> that they've lost that that's so much more than than any of their contracts or what the machines are worth, any of their assets versus liabilities and stuff. Um, is that a is there a conspiracy there? You know, with that, um, go ahead. See, well, Murdoch is worth one hundred seventy one hundred seventy nine billion dollars. So this this is uh, this settlement. You know. It, it sounds tremendous to us, $800 million, but that's like lunch money for the guy, you know? And um, what, what I'm hearing is, is that they, they wanted to just get this stuff up. I, I understand a lot of people at, at Fox and everything um, are that there's a lot of dissension there that they felt they should not have, have settled it. And uh, I don't know why Murdoch settled it. I mean, he has the money to fight it. And that, that uh, we're, we're hearing all the other side, you know, all the mainstream media, oh, yeah, they settled this. See, they were guilty. They were just, and they, they really weren't. But they had plenty of things. They just did not want a bunch of the emails coming to um, to, to light because they had all of Handy's email, <clears throat> all of Laura Ingram's emails, all of Mark Levin's email, whoever, whoever's in that. And, and the actual thing I think they're afraid of coming out of those emails is those people talk a lot about the company and who, who's – who's competent in the company and who isn't. And, you know, um, you know, you don't have to like your boss to work someplace, you know, and I, so I, let's, you know, let's I explore, both. let's explore one of the last threads. Um, Cause we've got a lot to cover tonight with, with Tucker Carlson. Let's just go back to just regular old capitalism. Hey, look, you know, yeah. a lot of advertisers didn't want to advertise on the show. Yeah. He's, he was, he was super big. Number one yeah. in prime time and so many things like this, but a lot of advertisers had pulled, if you're Rupert Murdoch and you're like, look, you know, we've lost Bill O'Reilly was huge. He had like, I don't know, 15 yeah. best-selling books. I mean, they lost, um, oh, uh, Glenn Beck, um, you know, when Hannity and Combs, they lost Alan Combs on the, uh, the business, um, side, they lost, it was like, I think two huge, uh, Fox business hosts, uh, excuse me, you know, so, um, they've been able to lose Megan Kelly, and others, um, Greta Van Susteren, um, Shepard Smith, others. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're able to bounce back and put different shows on. I mean, The Five has done well. Of course, Gutfield does well. Uh, they brought in, of course, Tucker. I mean, Hannity did just fine without Alan Combs. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. So <laughs> if you're if you're Murdoch, do you think, look, you know, I mean, I'm I'm the one that makes this thing tick. You know, I'm the one that put Tucker Carlson in that spot. Um, you know, we'll just, we'll just put somebody else in there, you know, and, and, and Jimmy Joe is going to go in there and, and we're just going to get the same numbers as we did Bill O'Reilly because it's just Fox news. Do you think that that's where their thinking is? And then, then side B to that, is he right? Or is this their Bud Light moment? <laughs> you know, so, well, yeah, so, let's, so let's, a, let's go down that hole. There's already a, uh, um, you know, a meme out to that where the, there's a Bud Light there and it says, well, we're Bud Light, and we lost seven and a half billion dollars in, in less than a week. And then it's got uh, uh, Fox with Murdoch hold my beer. 
No, that's hard. Those no, memes no, are no, but let's talk about business a little bit here. And uh, from what I understand that um, Tucker wasn't the Tucker was the number one show, but he was not the number one revenue maker. That there was others right. be, because of some of the stuff that you're saying. But you know, um, I think some of that would have corrected itself on its own because people are just getting tired of all the local crap and everything. You know, especially uh, this. Uh, what what is it? What's the Mulvaney guy or whatever his name is? I can't think of his yeah, name. Dylan Dylan Mulvaney. Dylan Mulvaney. I think I think some people finally drew the line there. Just said, hey, we've had enough of this, you know, and just uh, and I can't believe that Maybelline signed that guy just here this last week or something. So I'm sitting there going, what the hell are they doing, you know? And uh, it, it, it the, it's like the whole world on that side is just dropping off the cliff, and people aren't liking it. So. Uh, so I think they they may be over over uh, reacting, that. but but the other thing too is let's face it that uh, having uh, Tucker on, even if he's not selling most advertisements, a lot of those people stay on with uh, with Laura Ingram, uh, Hannity, uh, Gutfeld, all those kind of guys that uh, because Tucker was there, that audience carried over and found them, and people do advertise on their shows. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and not only that, um, like I said before, there's the online where, you know, the first 10, 15 minutes of of Tucker's show, even if people didn't watch Tucker's show, they caught on YouTube and in other places, places where where Fox makes money and they get advertised because it's rotating advertisements. So an example, when you put Tucker's open on YouTube, you know, so a lot of these big advertisers unless somebody's got youtube red which of course youtube makes money on so fox makes money when people click on tucker carlson and and you know so mercedes-benz let's say may not want to do his show however mercedes-benz is on youtube and you may see an advertisement for that car let's say or or it could be coca-cola whatever it is you know you know because the algorithm is set to you um, rather than to Tucker Carlson, because those things are sort of algorithmic. But anyway, you know, yeah. So I mean, but but the I think the big one is Fox Nation. You know, CNN. That, I, I was their... just going to bring that up. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go well, ahead. I was, no, I was just going to I was going to bring up the deal with Fox Nation. He definitely led the uh, Fox Nation. I mean, people I people would say, hey, did you see what was on that? And they, and they are watching that. And man, they just got murdered the other day as far as people dropping their subscriptions to Fox Nation. And you got to remember, it wasn't, but, uh, what, six or eight months ago when uh, CNN tried the CNN yeah. Extra or whatever the hell it was. It, it might have been I, CNN Plus or something, yeah. Yeah, but, it didn't even hardly open. I, in fact, I don't even think it really got on the air, did it? Did something happen? It just, just Oh, hurt. yeah, no, you're right, right. They needed, like, <laughs> yeah, I think Fox they got, was, like, 10,000, I think, was all they ended up with people signing yeah, up. Yeah, see, Fox was making fun of them. Well, look what's going to happen to Fox now. With that possibly, and and I, you know, uh, I I have Fox Nation. I'm still trying to consider whether or not I want to keep it, because uh, you know Bongino's gone now, and, uh, and and he had some stuff. You know, yeah, you got a lot of uh, like you had Laura Logan, uh, um, Unchained, right? Or whatever, whatever, all that. Right. Yeah, L- Laura and, Logan was another good one, right? Yeah, I really and, liked Laura Logan. Yeah, and see, I they forgot about that. People. But did you did you hear the uh, stuff that Megan Kelly said? Yeah, because I mean, she's been talking about everything from like Lou Dobbs to you know, and, and some of these people that are kind of run out of well, there. I don't know if Dave, uh, if Dave's still online. I don't know if Dave's got that where he could, uh, um, you know, bring it up. But it's only a one-minute thing, and boy, she just—you should have heard her talking to Keith Oakman the other day. 
and because Keith Oakman was knocking uh, Tucker Carlson, then he went after after uh, Megan Kelly, and boy, she just lit into the guy. I mean, you you want to talk about a cut, you know a put down? There was it. She said some more things today about it too, and and she was the one that uh, today I um, I posted a thing from her, and she says, "Hey, look, I went through all this," and she says, "This is uh, right right at the moment." Tucker Carlson, everybody's saying, oh, Tucker Carlson has parted ways with Fox. And he says he really hasn't because they have to settle that the contract out. Yeah, right. Because they didn't they didn't technically fire him is what. Right. So I I think that you started the show with what's really important. I think, you know, there's other people at play. I I, as far as, you know, I think money's dirty, especially in that business. It would not surprise me in the least if Fox News got some, um, you know, tax you know, discounts or something, basically to make a long story short, keep him under contract, keep him off the air. They need to pay yeah. him to just sit. And that would be way better than to unleash that guy. All right. So but I want to move on a little bit. Uh, let's wait, be, before you. Thoughts. Yeah. Sorry. Interrupt. Uh, you guys were asking for the audio for that. And I have it now if you want to hear it. Okay, yeah, go ahead, please. Yes. Even uh, Keith Olbermann was saying similar things, uh, comparing Tucker to a Nazi. He also, for good measure, decided to tweet about me because I said Tucker is going to be better off without Fox and said something to the effect of, you got fired from Fox and NBC. What would you know about it? So first of all, you misstate the circumstances of my departure from NBC, sir. That's all I'm allowed to say about it. Uh, And as for Fox, there were widely reported facts that I was offered $100 million to stay there. uh, But the record's very clear that I left voluntarily because I wanted to raise my family, something you don't know anything about because no one would marry you and you have no children. You have a cold, lonely life in which you become a bitter, bitter man, something I wouldn't know anything about because my life is joyful and I've managed to raise my own children. And someday I hope you have that pleasure, but I don't have high hopes it's going to happen. Um, but Moynihan, is, is the he left, <laughs> no, he has a no he's got a podcast. <laughs> what he does have is a podcast that nobody's listening to that we crush. Um, so in any event. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Was that you know, <laughs> it, it was, you know, and, and I want to say that about some of these personalities, it could be Eric Bowling, um, you know, it can be others, you know, that, that, you know, and even, you know, Megan Kelly had, had, a, had a, a top show, you know, and, it, and she, she didn't do well. I think she went to NBC and I think that didn't last very long, um, but she continues to, to, to pursue and she grows as a person. And, and I'm glad. And, and the things she said about, about Keith Oberman, who's not growing as a person. And he had he had a top rated show and, and it and it went down. Um, but she's she's continuing the fight. And, and that's good. And I'm really glad that uh, that she said those things and, and those sort of things sort of resonate. I think that's uh, Newsmax, if I'm not, uh, um, you know, so I want to make sure I give credit where credit's due. I think that uh, we got that from Newsmax. But um, at any rate, um, yeah, way to go, because Keith is, is mostly a dirtbag. <laughs> he really is. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm gonna, <laughs> so I'm gonna switch real quick to uh, presidential politics. We touched on it a little bit earlier with Joe Biden. Of course, um, he's creepy as all get out. Of course, trying to get sniff more kids, and you know, and this is not allegedly. It's on about a hundred channels. Um, but he has he has declared. We mentioned that he does not want to debate. Um, he had a pre-recorded, you know, message. Um, speaking of which, um, you know, Karine Jean-Pierre today had to try to say it's entirely normal that he has this note card uh, with a reporter's question on it. Um, you know, Dave has been in the news business for a long time. He's worked with many reporters. So is Jane, um, you know, yourself, you know, Skip and my, we've been around this. I, I don't know that you ever, um, I mean, 
put in the actual question and the answer is already pre-recorded for you on a note card. That is, wow, is that a thing? But yeah. anyway, talk a little bit about, um, let's start with the Democrats, uh, Joe Biden. You know, are more people going to announce? Um, are they going to be able to flush, um, you know, Robert F. Kennedy? Um, will there end up being any debates? Um, his poll numbers, talk about that. Um, I'll let you go a little bit on the Democrat side. Well, on the Democrat side, his poll numbers are in the toilet, you know, uh, but th- those change. All that can change in a, in a heartbeat with, with a, a certain event or whatever. But, uh, you know, let, let's face it. There, there, I don't think there's a whole lot of people that believe that Joe Biden is all there. Uh, and, and it's showing. I mean, uh, they, he's got, um, what is it, 70 percent, I think, it is the last of, uh, of the Democrats that really do not want him to run. Now, um like Jane was saying it, but then what, what they're, the reason he's getting support is so many people are scared that if he doesn't run, then the next logical person to give it to would be Kamala Harris. And, and um, I don't see it that way, but that's the way a lot of the people are talking. That's just like Jane said. He says if they didn't give it to Kamala Harris, that they would lose the black female vote because they would, they would be out screaming and yelling about how much, you know, uh, she deserves it and all this. And she, man, if you've seen her word salad speeches lately i mean i mean i'm sitting there just going man where you know how did she ever get to that position yeah you know i i want to i want to explore that a little bit because okay this is somebody who's gone to law school um was a presidential candidate herself of course you know an attorney uh you know uh, general um i mean she's been around you know courtrooms you have to be well read knowledgeable seemingly i would guess so so say you did something you know you know skip if you if you do this you move to your left you're going to get kicked in the shin and you, you do it and you get kicked in the shin well skip you're going to get kicked in the shin skip you get, i mean after about three or four kicks in the shin you're like hey you know i, I think i'm gonna not do that she's done this word salad she's lost her entire team like six times over i still don't i think to this moment as we're talking i don't think she has a social media lead. I don't think she has a regular media lead. I mean, there's a whole bunch of missing people, a part of her team. Nobody wants to work with her. And I mean, it, and it didn't happen just one time. I mean, it's a half dozen times she's had, you know, in, in whatever, just a couple of years, her, her entire team has been uprooted. I mean, at some point, if you're just a general regular folks, you know, hey, don't do this. You're getting kicked in the shin. Why does she continue with these these montages of ridiculous word salad. I mean, I get Joe Biden. I think, you know, Joe Biden had like two brain surgeries. He's 175 years old. Um, I mean, you know, I mean, who knows? I mean, he's got issues, you know? So if you want to say, Hey, Joe was dropped on his head. Fine. I get it. I get that. He doesn't know what room he's in. Kamala Harris should know what room she's in. And she's silly. She's just a silly person. Um, Explore Kamala a little bit. Well, yeah, and uh, Nikki Haley said today that you might as well face it. If you elect Joe Biden, you're, he won't make it. Uh, she, she says he won't make it another five years. And so uh, she says what you're really electing is Kamala Harris. And then somebody said, uh, well, I think you just said earlier, too, they haven't mentioned Kamala very much, but he did say in his speech it was him and Kamala were going to be the ticket. You know? so, um, so you've got that. And uh, I have a theory, though. Uh, and I'm going to run this by, and it's going to be a little bit of a change of subject from her, but uh, and that okay, uh, you have to buy into the idea that Joe Biden actually got 81 million votes, okay, 
Right. Yeah. That, that's what we're being told. That's what the news people. No, 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 no. That was a right, straight up election. He got that, which means that he got more votes than uh, any of the elections Barack Obama ran, and any election that Hillary Clinton was in by by a wide margin. Yeah, like and, like fifteen twenty percent. <laughs> yeah, not and, like and, not uh, like two percent. You know, like fifteen twenty percent more. So I have a theory that uh, with no bench, because because basically the Democrats have no bench. I mean, you know, name somebody on that bench that, you know, um, Newsom, he's screwing up California, uh, Klobuchar, uh, you know, uh, oh, uh, Pocahontas, not the only guy that they might have, might be able to bring forward that can do anything would be Bernie Sanders. And, and May, well, but, yeah, yeah, but Bernie's real old. I mean, they, they tried to trot out Mayor Pete. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's not going to, he's, you know, but, but the reason I think they're sticking with Joe is that way, if they're going to try and fix another election, they have a count. So in other words, they can say, well, he drew 81 million votes before. What makes you think he won't draw 81? No, everybody came home. That's why he got uh, 80 and a half million votes this time. Yeah. You know? Well, and then, that, then, you know, on terms of that subject, we'll switch to Republicans because it's a good segue because th- that was the thought before is like, because I, because I, my argument, and we've, we've covered this on the show many times, is that, okay, well, how how is Joe Biden? You know, because I made the you know tongue in cheek the argument. Well, geez, who, who knew that Barack Obama was was a you know the one pulling down the ticket? Everybody voted for yeah. the, the only reason they voted for for Barack was because of the awesome Joe, Joe Biden. Biden. Because Joe Biden, you know, I mean, he crushed Hillary. Joe Biden crushes Barack. Obama. And of course, if you're a lefty, you 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 like. You can't believe what I'm saying when I say no, no, no. How could you ever hurt the beloved Hillary or the beloved Barack Obama by talking so greatly about about Joe? But their argument is, and here's the transition: Donald Trump. That they were not voting for for Joe Biden; they were voting against Donald Trump, which of course is actually silly too, because he garnered, I think, eleven or twelve per, twelve million more votes, which is. I think mathematically about fifteen percent more um, Which on the so Republican the first side. Time that's happened in history, if I remember right. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, his people said that if he just got the same number, sixty-two, sixty-three million, something like that, votes, that he would win. I think he ended up at seventy-three. You know, I mean, give or take a little bit. I don't need to be fact checked, but I'm I'm close. Um, yeah. But yeah, so um, I mean, he he's he killed it, you know, but. You know, so on the re- on the uh, on the Republican side, um, I want to explore a little bit. Does you know, word has it that DeSantis wants to get in? Of course, there's um, uh, the first millennial, um, the Indian um, guy that was uh, oh yeah, yeah. Base, that went against uh, Don Lemon. You know, it might be the reason Don Lemon doesn't have a job anymore. I don't, I, I I have really apologized. Well, my my I can't remember his name because he is a presidential candidate. Of course, Nikki Haley. Is there, but there's, there's, they're talking about, you know, Governor Chris Christie potentially. I want to say there's Chris another Christie governor. State, Chris Christie has a statement out today that that he's actually. Uh, let me let me see. I'll just bring up the headline here. Um, and the headline, if I can find it real quick here, basically Chris Christie is saying there's no way to stop Trump. Uh, yeah. No. <clears throat> so do you do you think if um, Boy, if the Democrats don't have to have a debate, can Donald Trump just say, "Well, geez, I'm not, I'm not going to debate uh, Nikki Haley"? Well, that's you know? that's what uh, Trump's saying. Why, why there, you know, he's so far ahead now. Why should there be a reason for debate? And you know, there there is a uh, there's a train coming down the track 
uh, and, and maybe, maybe, maybe for a change, some Republicans are actually going to get smart. Why are we, you know, they, they want the, uh, the fight between DeSantis and uh, Trump. And the reason they want that is, is all those, all the, 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 um, oh, swamp people, they make tons of money, uh, you know, putting these guys out there and, and, and all that. And like, uh, some of the people are saying, Hey, why is the Republican party going to spend all this money on that when they could now take that money? You know, not, they don't necessarily have to ordain, uh, Trump, but it looks like he's going to get the nomination going away. It really does right now look like that. Right. Yeah. And, and if he was going to do that, then save all that money and let's get it, let's get the, the, get it into ballot harvesting and vote, uh, get out and getting people registered and all that kind of stuff. Put all the money there where it really is going to do some good. Put in some advertising just and, and, and put out the arguments. We, the, the conservatives is what I'm talking about. I, I don't, I don't necessarily want to say that you have to be Republican to do this. The conservatives will win the argument if they just get it out in front of the people. But there's too many. Well, yeah, well, well you I think you're, the people. You're exactly right, though. I mean, the Carl Roves of the world lose. You have to realize, you know, the, the last, um, you know, go around um, in 2016, not the last one, I guess the one before, we got, you know, whatever, 25 Republicans. I mean, you had all of Ted Cruz's money. Jeb Bush had $100 million. I mean, Chris Christie was a governor. You had, you know, uh, George Pataki was in there from New York and Marco Rubio. I mean, I mean, the na- the list of names went on and on, you know, uh, you know. And uh, Wisconsin governor and others, you know, so there was there was big money, you know, and then last time, of course, um, you had Bloomberg, you know, money and stuff. Um, Yeah. So, you know, where, you know, if if it's just there's no debates, because my understanding is, is DeSantis now who has not declared he's got a lot of money if he's in his if he's just running for governor of of which by the way he won handily in florida however i guess he went to uh washington dc and he didn't pick much money up and the problem and the problem is is um you know it's a double-edged sword there with with, uh with donald trump first off donald trump's not giving carl rove any money at all no matter what and the next thing and the next thing is is so say that you know somebody you know you know, Jimmy Joe, who owns a casino somewhere, and we like Jimmy Joe, decides he's going to give DeSantis some money, and that crosses Donald Trump, he might hold that grudge, you know, a little bit, yeah. you know, and so he, he remembers these things, you know, over time. So um, I think that's why they may they may hold back, but I, I just, I don't see even DeSantis, um, you know, I, I, the, the numbers just are not going to be there. And I think no. DeSantis being if he if he loses to Trump by like a lot, yeah. I think it really it'll really hurt him in the future. Yeah. It'll hurt him in the future. And like one guy was saying today is um, and, and I've heard this again several different places. So uh, DeSantis should kind of choke it in, bury the hatchet, make good with Trump again and and ask for the vice presidential slot and support him. And because DeSantis is a young man and, uh, but you know, I'm still of the mind and I know we've talked about this on the council and I kind of agreed with you is I, I'm almost of the mind that DeSantis is going to run for it. Now he's going to form a exploratory committee, but that's probably just to get some money out there. They've made some pretty, you know, nice little commercials with him and everything like that. But, um, you know, I haven't seen anybody 
that's that's declared that's really starting you know everybody that's declared i'm looking at them really like oh what they're doing is run for a secretary spot or a vice president spot or something like that even even with uh um oh um pence you know i mean he's not getting anywhere uh, yeah uh, i think you of course then you got that little uh got the human coffee table uh, Robert Reich you know because you can always set a teacup on top of his head and he, he says the uh, what they ought to do with Trump is just to refuse to put him on the uh, 2024 ballots in the states yeah and that that may end up happening we may end up seeing that but uh, um, okay lastly on the on the Republican side so I think we both agree that there's going to be, you know, at this point, the way that it looks, of course, you know, things can change. Um, if there's more indictments against Trump, um, does that change the landscape? What if he announces somebody like uh, Kerry Lake or Christy Nome, something like that, as a running mate? If he announces kind of early, somebody like um, like that, um, you know, explore those two ideas real quickly, please. Well, uh, actually... My own feeling is, is more they indict him, the stronger he's going to get. Because people are looking at that. I, I mean, even people that um, that aren't Trump fans, and I know, uh, quite a few. I, I, there are some guys who just hate Trump and that, you know, they, they'd rather slit, slit the wrist than vote for Trump, you know. But a lot of people that I know that, that don't like Trump, that don't don't plan on voting for him or whatever, still think that he's being given up, um, that all these indictments are, there's nothing to him. And they're, and they're looking at it that way. They're just saying that's such a uh, abuse of the law, especially with all this stuff where uh, they're finding out about January 6th and all this kind of thing. So people are starting to get wise to that. Now, uh, as far as, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, uh, Terry Lake and him could be a, a pretty major ticket because our, our presidential races now, you, you do have to prove yourself. A lot of it's just popularity contest in a lot of cases. And I'm not, I'm not sure uh, Christy Nome would be a much better candidate, I think, than Carrie Lake because she's had got some experience as a governor. Um, so I don't, I don't know about that, but, uh, and, but, but I'll tell you what, it sure fills the women's slot, you know, and and women like both those women, you know, um, mm-hmm. the women that I know. So uh, at least the conservative women, and I think you know that could bridge a little bit of it. Um, that could be what Sanders is afraid of too, is he could get left out in the cold. If uh, yeah. he doesn't play his cards right, so um, but but the other guys I think are just running for secretary spots and things like that. Sure. All right. So you know, as we indicate, the news news cycles fast. Something um, that I I talked about before um, that's in the news that you don't find hardly anywhere, and we'll spend a little bit of time here on the show tonight talking about it is BRICS. And those of you who don't know what it, that is, that's an acronym for. Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, with kind of um, Saudi Arabia involved in that. But I think the acronym gets all messed up. The the BRICS is a is a you know he can rolls off the tongue. You can spell it. Essentially, this is a group of um, of countries. Their gross domestic product um, in uh, 2023 um, was actually bigger than what the G7 was in terms of the the world economies. Um, so BRICS is actually bigger than the G7. And essentially, they want to replace the uh, the petrodollar, the U.S. Uh, petrodollar. Um, um, kind of a big deal, considering that the Biden administration, administration was all for Brazil. Brazil's kind of a big linchpin in this. Um, they, of course, they produce a lot of 
of, of petroleum products. Um, but of course, they're in the Western Hemisphere. Kind of a big deal. Um, it's just not getting a lot of news out there. But I'll tell you this much. When you're going to the grocery store and you can't afford things and you're wondering why, it's because that little piece of paper you have there isn't worth as much. And, you know, inflation and things like this, you know, when if, if we actually do lose dominance, which we are, countries are are trading, you know, fuel in the yuan. They're trading it in other currencies. Um, but now that India has joined this, I mean, my goodness, I, I mean, India and China, that's like over two and a half billion people, you know, um, that's wow kind of numbers, you know, to, to add, you know. And so anyway, um, your thoughts a little bit about the petrodollar, um, you know, I've noticed quietly and, of course, because the environmentalists won't like it, we're pumping more oil. I mean, you know, yeah. I think quietly the United States I mean, Joe Biden wants us pumping oil for a lot of reasons. It's the only way we're going to even sort of hold on to the petrodollar is for us to keep pumping oil. Um, they don't want people to know that, but we are. Um, you can't really tell by by the, the price at the pump, um, but I think we have no other choice but to continue to do that. Um, your thoughts a little bit about the petrodollar, uh, this, this BRICS coalition – and um, basically, ultimately, the foreign policy mistakes of the Biden administration. And then I'd like to follow it up a little bit with how, you know, I mean, could a Donald Trump fix this? Is is the fix in? Are we hosed? Are we screwed? You know, do we start, you know, putting chickens in our backyard because we don't want to be able to eat? Well, we're, we're, you know, I'll tell you what, if they actually go away from uh, the dollar uh, as, a, as, as the world currency and things, we're really in trouble. That that for instance in the third third world, but there's still there's still um, there's too much going on in those countries, and, and they're they're getting close. So I, I you know that that is one that scares me a little bit. But all we'd have to do is turn on the taps again. If we drop the price of oil back down to its where we're buying gasoline at two dollars a, a gallon, those guys are screwed because that'll fall all apart just just overnight, and and their economies will start crashing and they'll, they'll have a real problem. In fact, if that that's the whole thing, is had had Biden even played it smart, okay, he didn't have to turn away from all of Trump's policies. You know, he, he had Trump beat, supposedly, and he became president, okay. He could have made it look like he was doing other things and kept those things in, in check. He could have kept the, the uh, immigration in check. He could have kept the, the taps open, put some other regulations on it, but kept them open and everything. He would have destroyed, absolutely destroyed Russia and China's economy. Because Trump had it right there. I don't think they'd have lasted another six months without without just a major uh, upheaval in those countries. And they would have had to play ball. You wouldn't have seen, seen uh, uh, you know, the invasion of Ukraine. You wouldn't have seen uh, the threat that we're looking at with uh, Taiwan right now and a bunch of those other things. And you certainly wouldn't have seen some of the alliances that are going on that, that China seems to be doing. I'll tell you what, though, um, you get India, you get uh, um, like uh, the um, Saudis and those guys, they're going to trust the Chinese. They are stupid, the, the, the actual CCP. And, you know, there's a yeah. lot of uh, stuff going on in those countries. Now, maybe maybe a lot of the audience doesn't know or they haven't heard about this, uh, the uh, police department that was in, in New York, Chinese police department right under uh, the nose of the, of the United States. We've known about it for six, eight, nine, ten months or something like that. 
these are these it was a Chinese police department, not a U.S. police department, a Chinese police department that uh, was taking and threatening um, Chinese nationals here, you know, people that have become uh, citizens or, or here legally, all this kind of, and they're threatening their people back home to get out of line here, or actually deporting you back to the, the, the motherland, and nobody ever sees them again. So um, you've got things like that going on right here, and when they started investigating that, I guess there's like a hundred of these police departments around the world. So that's how, you know, see, that's how they're keeping some of the Chinese in line because there's a lot of, uh, a lot of strife in China. Uh, you know, we saw it uh, years ago in Tiananmen Square, you know, with, uh, with the people that were standing up to it. So the students and that type of thing. So uh, China has its problems too, but we, but we can't get, you know, we can't let them take over that petrol dollar here. You know, and uh, we're just doing a lot of, we're doing a lot of silly stuff and I think myself, it's because I think I think Biden and his whole family is compromised, and I think a lot of people in the in the administration are compromised. And I'll, I'll go even further than that. I think a lot of people, Congress are compromised, and they're compromised in two ways: either the Chinese or the Russians have them, so they're compromised by foreign entities, or the cartels have their hooks into them. And I, yeah. I didn't think the cartels so much until just recently here, and I think that's the reason the borders are so. Open. Yeah. Yeah. That being that being said, a um, a uh, Marshall Islands, which is kind of under the United States a little bit, um, flagged merchant oil tanker um, was seized by the Iranians in the Gulf of Oman um, on its way to Texas with, I think, some sweet uh, light crude and the Iranians seized it. So we'll see. uh, We'll see how that goes. Um, But with this president, it'll probably be fine. if we'd go clear back to a Kennedy or or, or uh, Reagan. Anybody, anybody, Reagan, Bush, uh, and, and Trump, the minute they would have seized that, uh, we'd have, we'd have had that that thing blockaded or whatever. And I'll tell you what, you give it back to those things. That it would just been that 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 much. And, and not only would have had guns pointed at that ship, would have had guns pointed at their motherland. And uh, and so you want to play that way? Here we go. You know. Yeah, we've like, done that before. Plus party, you know. Just, yeah, those of you who are interested, I forget the name of the operation, but basically we sunk Iran's navy in one day um, yeah. with uh, Ronald Reagan. We handled that before. So, so, but, um, but with this president, you know, none of that stuff's going to happen. All right, so let me throw a different, uh, different, uh, you know, shot out there. Um, Teachers Union President, um, <laughs> the uh, yeah, Randy Weingarten. You know, we we covered this on this show. It was one of the themes I wanted to do with this show is, you know, the the Jane Carroll, I told you so, because uh, we do this a lot with our predictions. And sometimes we're wrong. I mean, come on, they're, they're predictions. Sometimes we really shoot it out there quite a bit. But uh, we hit this one on the head, which was revisionist history, which is you do know it was the Republicans who wanted to lock down all the schools, um, yeah. make sure you were masked up. Um, you do know that it's science in terms of uh, two meters or six feet um, distances and stuff like this. And boy, the, the teachers unions were doing everything in their power to open up the schools that they thought that this social distancing was ridiculous. The, um, teaching at home was, was crazy. Um, you do remember all of that, right? No, no, none of that happened. Of course. So the problem is, is 20 years from now, 30 years from now, 50 years from now, that is going to be what's written. You know, you know, we're like, oh, that's silly. You know, we all know what happened. But no, that is not what's being written down. I want you to explore a little bit about how we were right 
you know how oh, the teachers yeah. were coming out, but but they're getting grilled right now. They're like, and and they're literally lying in front of Congress saying, "Look, no, we were the ones that were trying to get the kids in school." Does anybody in the universe remember that right now? And and what can we do to stop them from their revisionist history? Yeah, remember uh, if I remember right, Randy Weingard that was uh, traveling around the world or something. You know, there's one. Why aren't you here running the unions? But um, yeah, she she's lying her teeth. And there's a couple of the uh, of the people that are calling her out on it in the hearings, and uh, it's making her look bad. But this thing, like every, every time she gets to the spot, well, I'm 65 years old. I just don't remember. I just can't remember that, you know, and all this kind of thing. Wow. Now I don't know if you've heard the latest because it was a breaking story this afternoon. The teachers' unions are now now complaining they're not being paid enough because what's happened is even though they've gotten raises because of inflation. They've lost two percent of their income, uh, or about thirty-five hundred dollars a year on the average that their income. Well, I, I thought, well, wake up! What do you think the rest of us are doing? You know, what? How about the people that are on fixed incomes like uh, Social Security and everything? They're losing money, you know. And uh, so, so boo-hoo for you guys, you know. But that—that's how silly the, the teachers' unions have gotten. And I feel sorry for the rank and file because, uh, you know, a lot there's a lot of people in the rank and file that are good teachers that don't go along with all the crap that they get. But I, I don't know how they how they even keep that union together anymore uh, at, at the national level. And just and Randy Weingarten, is, what a poor spokesman. You know, she's just she's a horrible spokesman. You know, it's just you know, I, I don't know what uh, what you do but and, and, you know, but, but they give out a lot of money to, to politicians. So there's their clout, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So. All right. Um, we're going to keep with my, uh, my approach of throwing a whole bunch of stuff out there, which is why people need to still listen to the whole show all the way through, sit on the end of your, edge of your seat. We're going to switch gears and go Elon Musk. All Ooh. right. So, um, of course with Elon Musk, are we talking about Twitter? Are we talking about Tesla? Um, in this instance, I'm going to talk about SpaceX. Um, of course, Starship is their latest endeavor, um, Starship being the most powerful um, uh, rocket out there and uh, heavy lift rocket. Um, you know, this will be uh, um, kind of the last one I'm going to I'm going to have with you there, Skip, um, to get kind of your thoughts, because we have another guest coming up. But I want to get your idea um, about Starship. Um, the FAA apparently is wanting to do an investigation, which is mostly understandable, um, you know, something like this, I guess. Uh, but Elon Musk's theory on rockets is, well, you know, we don't want to over-engineer, which is what NASA does. It costs too much money. It takes too much time. Um, if something fails, it's actually cheaper and better to just sort of, oh, that's what we're wrong, and fix it and engineer engineer to that respect. Um, just quickly, what are your, your thoughts cool. on on SpaceX, are they going to be able to bounce back within a few months? Um, are you know yeah. what, are your, what are your thoughts? People will listen to Elon Musk on that because he's an engineer. Um, I'm not. I'm not uh, the one that's. Uh, I, I like what I see Elon Musk saying about the space program, about a lot of other things. But I'm. But I. Every, every once in a while, I still get this little thing in the back of my mind saying, he reminds me of uh, of the of the way uh, a bad guy starts out in a James Bond. Like, like everybody loves him and he's doing all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, whoops, you know, but, but he is saying some, uh, some good stuff there. I think he'll, he'll be able to do that. And, and, and you know, what, how else are you supposed to look at you? So your rocket goes up, you got it off the ground. It was the heaviest rocket ever to be launched. Wasn't it? Is that what yeah. the deal was? And, and they got it up off the ground. They got it up, uh, what, a hundred thousand 
feet or whatever the hell it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, about, 20, about 25, 25 miles or better, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, it, and then it blew up, and, and, and he says, yeah, well, we kind of, that was one of the things that we expected it could do. Well, well I think he said it had a, I think he said it had a 50-50 shot, you know, before the thing even took off. Um, but I, I don't, I don't think it's something that's going to get abandoned. I think, you know, Starlink is, is working. Um, his other, uh, Falcon nine, I believe it is rockets are, are working. I mean, at this point, you know, besides begging Putin, which has been an argument on this show for years, um, you know, to get to outer space, you know, after the retirement of the space shuttle, we haven't even had an effective way to get even to the international space station or, or do anything else. Um, Elon Musk, um, his, his rockets work. Um, they get satellites up, they do it every single day. They do it cheaper, better. Um, the NASA has, I think, I think Starship will be just fine, but I think it, it needs to run its course, but I'm wondering if the government is going to kind of, you know, throw a, throw a stick in the, in the spokes of his, if his Tesla, (laughs) you know? Well, I think they're going to try and do something like that or they could, but one of the things that's coming up with, uh, with this thing too is there's some rumblings and a lot of people are saying, hey, look, we've got to get back out in space. So what I would look more for, and Musk seems to be able to land on his feet and knows how to use the governments. So I would see something that, that eventually becomes a joint venture with, uh, with Musk and the U.S. government, and it really takes off. And he's going to become wealthier and wealthier and wealthier because of that. And, uh, you know, and that would just make him happy. And, and right. Yeah. Well, good. So yeah. I, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it might go that way. All right. Hey, um, so um, I do want to thank you for joining the show, Skip. I've got sure. another guest. We got uh, uh, Kevin Orr of the, of the Oregon Republican Party. Um, you know, as always, uh, I love it that uh, you're able to just you know go with the flow there, Skip, um, without even prepping. You already you already know your stuff. And uh, thanks yeah. again so much. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you uh, what, I'm going to look forward to listening to Kevin Orr right after this. You tell him hi for me, okay? Always good stuff. I enjoy his interview. All right. Thank okay. you. Uh, thanks a lot. Thanks, Skip. All right, and then uh, um, we're just going to quickly transition um, over to Kevin. Um, how are you doing tonight, Kevin? I'm doing great. Great to be on with you here again. Yeah, in the uh, Pacific Northwest, the s- sun was out today. It was. I almost felt like enjoying a Bud Light, and then I s- no, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, you've got uh, you got a real you got a you got a manly voice about yourself and stuff. Have you have, have you have you seen these memes and stuff? Um, you know, it's kind of funny you, you, you say that because holy smokes, you know, you always wonder what the trigger is going to be, you know, what, you know, because the left does a lot of wacky things They have wacky candidates. They, they, you know, you just don't know which one's going to catch. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know, to draw a bad analogy has popped in my head. It's like some songs are, are catchy. It's not even that great of a song, but for whatever reason, it gets the radio play. Um, this Bud Light one, I, I mean, I did predict it on this show um, right when it first happened, uh, which was, I thought, I said, man, this one just smells a little different. Uh, but boy, the memes that are out that, um, you know, you, if people in the show, you haven't seen it, or I don't know if you have, Kevin, but it's like, it's, they're hilarious. You know, some guy's great. He's, he's just, he's handling life. And then he, he drinks his Bud Light and he comes back with this effeminate voice and handles himself in that, that nature. And uh, it's boy, is it hitting hard? <laughs> Your thoughts? Yeah, it's yeah. I think there are these inflection points where where people look back. I think this happened with the war on Christmas. Like people just at some point just got fed up, like these absurd stories about people like getting fired or told to shut up because they said Merry Christmas at Christmas, and right. like that's it. 
done. You you picked the wrong people to do this to. And of course, I don't know how much dumber you could be than to take a a manly beer brand and then go and say, oh, this won't do anything if we, you know, decide to have a trans spokesperson's silhouette put on the, the can. That's the mm-hmm. type of stuff that our universities are teaching kids is smart. So that that marketing executive had no idea, apparently, how dumb this is going to be. And I'm glad that there's still a marketplace out there because I think economic freedom is a direct component of freedom in general, freedom of speech. It's just how you decide to make your choices with, you know, what what you do with your money. And that has power. And we got to we got to preserve that, too, because just think. If they had the ability to say, no, no, all beers now are going to have to have uh, a trans silhouette on it. That's a requirement. You know, it's a government requirement. We'll do it by executive order. You know, stuff that we can't believe is being done with executive order the last few years. Well, they can't do it. They can't force us to like things. They can't force us to believe things. Ultimately, I think freedom can win. But there's they like doing it on the margins, and they they basically stepped right on a, on their own little landmine, their own little whoopee cushion that they set for themselves. I think they could have fixed it within the first week, you know. And you know, it's, it's like when um, you know the NFL is a good example, you know, with the whole kneeling thing and stuff like this, and and putting you know phrases like say Black Lives Matters or something written somewhere. You know, you know, it did not take very long at all. Now, now they, of course, they blamed COVID and a lot of other things, but sports in general were like, you know what, we're not we're not doing this, you know, and they quickly started to, I mean, boy, you saw the last Super Bowl and it, oh boy, here's the American flags again. And the, you know, the guys in uniform and you got the air force flying over and I'm like, well, I thought that was all evil. We can't have, you know, those fighter jets flying over and stuff. And boy, they, they, they switch gears um, because they knew that, you know, if, if you think you're going to sell NFL football to some, you know, 1% of the nation that represents, you know, transgenders or whatever, boy, you got a sad thing coming, you know, and boy, Bud Light, I mean, my goodness, those NFL commercials were some of the best, you know, you know, Bud Light commercials. Um, you know, I'm, I've been in the grocery industry for a really long time. Um, I've personally been around where they've, they've set up the, you know, when you're in your typical grocery store, they'll have like a, you know, going into the Super Bowl, they'll have, you know, Bud Light cans representing football players that represent a huge display in the front of these stores. This is a big deal. And, you know, just some of these brands, you know, Nabisco's got a bunch of them, you know, um, you know, you know, certain, you know, car companies or whatever. It's just, you know, you're going to get your sales. The best way to sell, you know, you know I'm just going to pick just because I already mentioned it. If you want to sell, say, Ritz crackers, you're better off doing the price of goods or putting coupons on there or making sure the Ritz crackers are next to the soup at the right time at the right place, then finding whether it be a football player, a basketball player, or somebody like Dylan Mulvaney, you know, some guy trying to do the Appalachian trail in high heels eating <laughs> Ritz, cra- eating Ritz crackers is not going to sell Ritz crackers. If you want to sell Ritz crackers, you put them with the, the soup or something, you know, I mean, I'm not, you know, but, but the, the, I mean, Dylan Mulvaney is very polarizing. What a dumb idea. And you could just, they, you could have just said, Hey, look, you know, we, we need to stay out of politics. That, that was dumb. We're sorry. 
but they 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 didn't do it and you know they had about a week or two window i think the i think it's i think it i think it's done i i don't know that yeah. they can jump yeah, yeah it's just like when they say the cover-up's worse than the crime i think the silence that they first met this pr disaster with and the sales disaster that resulted from it was was deafening and they honestly didn't know how to not be woke. They had to relearn like how to be a normal company again in the span of two weeks. And they didn't know how to do it. Cause they're like, they were more afraid of the, uh, uh, the really aggressive trans, uh, culture than they were of their customers getting, you know, disenchanted. And I just think that, Ultimately, if a business isn't about their customers, they're welcome to come up with ideas that attract or uh, communicate what their product and their brand is about. But they went to the point where they were lecturing. They were talking down to their customers. And the customers said, well, the heck with you. Um, and that needs to happen some more. That is going to happen some more. I think there's going to be other times where the pushback's going to occur. And sometimes it's when you actually tell people what they have to be or what they have to think, that's when you see freedom at its finest. I believe that the backlash is a, we're a country that was formed because of a backlash against a, uh, the British crown that, you know, frankly, we, a lot of people were happy to be British until they got treated like they pretty much garbage by the British crown. And, what a foolish thing the king did. But that backlash, it, it it happened. And it was not everybody, but it was enough, right? And it changed yeah. the course, not only of American history, but world history. Sure. And that has been something that we've seen uh, happen in just about every aspect of our society. So when somebody thinks that progressivism is a is a directional arrow that's heading in one direction and it will always go that direction... They don't understand history very well. Well, that being the case, I'd like to segue a little bit to something that's more in your wheelhouse because this is a, it's a good point. Okay, so are we at the that crossroads where the progressivism and stuff? And I'm picking on um, Pacific Northwest politics. This is a national show, but you are you know out of Oregon. But we got you know the neighbors to the north there in, in Washington State, Governor Inslee uh, banning guns. They're trying every moment they can to ban guns in Oregon. There's questions um, on the on the left coast, um, and that 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 term is used you know on on purpose with regards to election integrity. So the same way that they've overshot with products and stuff with wokeism and things, you see a lot of women in these crime-ridden cities like Portland um, and Seattle. And it's not just there. It's smaller towns. Um, it could be, you know, Eugene or college towns. I mean, crime is ridiculous. You see women wanting weapons. You see um, Democrats thinking that there's a reason that they should be able to own a gun. Um, so speak to whether it be crime or the Second Amendment issues or election integrity issues you know, is there a moment in time, like you said, with, you know, I mean, when when the British kind of overdid it on taxes and they were like, look, we really don't care what you guys think. And at some point it's like, no, we're going to have a Boston Tea Party. And and no, this is going to be a shot heard around the world. And we go to Lexington and stuff. Or, you know what? We've had it. 
with high-heeled Appalachian Trail Dylan Mulvaney, and we're not drinking Bud Light anymore. Are there is there a moment in time where we just didn't see it coming? That's like you know what, Governor Inslee and and the the the, the Oregon you know leadership and stuff with with governors races there. You know what? We're done. We leave our guns alone. Leave our elections alone. Leave our our businesses alone, um, and start fixing crime and cleaning up some of the junk that you guys created. Um, you know, this is more in your wheelhouse. Please speak to that a little bit, and 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 maybe um, you know, maybe we're we have uh, crossed that uh, Rubicon, that lexicon, and 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 we're into those places for the next election cycle. Well, we are because they're doing it on every front. Like I find. Between times that I'm on Jane's show, just a couple of weeks, enormous amount of news occurs. It, it's it's it, I can't even recall a time when this much stuff was happening in every facet of our lives. And you mentioned about them trying to make it more difficult to do. And frankly, to I think they're anti-woman when they decide to make it more difficult to produce to purchase a firearm for your own protection. They they want to have reasonable restrictions, and that's what they talk about. But making it like nearly impossible for somebody to protect themselves when there is virtually no police protection in places like Portland now. No one will respond, even if there's shots fired. I know of an example this last week. A guy was having his car stolen. He tried to actually pull the guy out of the car, and then he did that. He was going to get his car back. Guy pulled the gun out, fired it, missed him, very fortunately, then took off. And nobody, no cops responded for 30 minutes. Somebody actually stole evidence from the scene. A homeless person stole evidence from the scene of the crime. It's just total chaos. And do you think people are going to take that? I do think that it takes a while for it to reach people. But then that's why the inflection points are hard to see. Because it's like the straw that breaks the camel's back. Like another straw, another straw, another straw. That's it. Boom. And I believe we're there. I'll give you an example of what's happened with schools. We know what happened in Virginia, right, uh, last year or a couple yeah. of years ago. There right. was the um, uh, the inane statement by um, the Democratic candidate for governor in Virginia that parents shouldn't have any say in what their kids are being taught. Right. And he said it in a debate, and he couldn't unsay mm-hmm. it. And it destroyed his candidacy. He lost to somebody who was ahead of, just a few weeks out from election day, he lost to somebody who's ahead of by 10 points. That is not very common at all. That doesn't happen. And they, what he did is he accidentally told the truth. And now right. people are like, I know the truth because he didn't really want to say what he really wanted to say. Um, but it came out anyway. We have the same thing here in uh, Eugene, Oregon. There is the race for school board and there was a, uh, unbelievable uh, occurrence where they assigned a sex fantasy assignment to a bunch of high school kids telling them, you know, tell us what you would do with candles and feathers and who you would have sex with in your classroom. Outrageous stuff, stuff that would constitute a, um, an HR violation in any business. If it were done amongst adults on a team and they did it with teenagers. There would be complaints. There, there would be lawsuits. But they did it to teenagers who just were told, you do this or you get a bad grade. And th- that's it. And I've talked to these parents down in Eugene. 
I've been out there with some of the candidates talking to these folks. And there are people you wouldn't believe who don't even care about politics. They've all heard the story and they're infuriated. And this is what they can't see. It's sort of like you can't see the tsunami coming until all of a sudden, why is all this water suddenly going out? Why is why can I see the, the shellfish on and then boom, here it comes. That's what so, I see coming with some issues. It's not happening with all issues all at the same time, but it's going to get pretty crazy here. Well, I want I want to expand on that because so I want to take you back a little bit in time uh, on this particular show. Um, I was uh, talking with Jane and her and I disagreed and she ended up being completely right and I was wrong. And the argument was about gay marriage. OK, and I want to say something like 30 states had laws and I want to say something like 20 states had constitutional amendments to their state constitutions outlawing gay marriage. You had Obama saying, no, marriage is between a man and a woman. You had Hillary Clinton saying it and this and that. And she goes, no, I'm telling you, this is a done thing. It'll be, and I was like, come on, Jane. I mean, every, every state house is passing this stuff. That can't be right. And she's like, no, this is, this is, you know, this, 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 you might as well give this one up. It will be a thing. And I'm like, and I, you know, I tried to be, you know, oh, how, how do you do this? You know, I mean, can you, can a guy marry his brother? Can you marry your dad? Can you do, you know, you know, what, you know, where's the, you know, how, how do they write this thing up? You know, but um, anyway, she was right. And I was, I was wrong. But in this situation, I think it may have gotten to the point where it is the straw, the, you know, civil unions versus gay marriage is one issue. That is not where I don't know where this happened. It, it could be, you know, I mean, if, if, if adults want to do a drag queen thing, at night in a comedy club, who cares? You yeah. know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a freedom person. I'm a libertarian enough to say, look, you know, you want to spend some money and go watch some show and watch men run around looking like, well, cool, whatever. That's your money, you know, and go, ha- go have a good time. But when you're bringing it to five-year-olds and six-year-olds and you're putting all these books in the libraries and you're making all these other, you know, you're, you mean things I can't even hardly discuss on this show, you know, whether it be sex toys or sex conversations or things like that, what in the universe, how do, I mean, whoa okay and it's not just well there's one state you know those wacky people in california are really into showing seven-year-olds this you know these graphic no this is all over the country all at the same time sort of like that whole gay marriage thing i was like why is this in 30 states at the same time you know what is going on with this it's you know, I don't believe in coincidences enough to know that th- this thing is a big issue. So the question, it's a double pronger. <laughs> First off, am I right that this thing is is a coordinated effort? Because it's not just drag queen things and different parades and certain things. I mean, it's it seems to be too many places at the same time covering too many different areas. And then is this one of those potential inflection points that you're talking about where it's like, look, you, if two men want to get married, whatever. But you're not coming at my seven-year-old talking about, you know, rear-end sex or whatever else. That yeah. This is something that, that it doesn't matter if you're black or you're – I mean, most gay people don't like these conversations. You know, the, the you know the gay folks are like, what are you doing? Why are you involving the children? This is creepy and it's weird. If you are a Democrat in a debate in, like, say, the Oregon Senate or Oregon House – is this something that's going to be part of your platform that you want you want these in in the libraries speak to that a little bit if you could i think what what they've done is they've 
they they believe that the only way you can do this is be in so many places in so many uh, ways at the same time and then at the same time tell anybody who disagrees with it they aren't just like you know morally objecting or 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 anything like that they're actually evil the people they're saying object to this are racist they're transphobe they're all this this whole list of stuff right but they've overused these labels to terrorize people. They were already overusing them be- before the whole trans culture thing started asserting itself. And I'm not going to say it hasn't been effective in some quarters. It has. Um, you see it a lot in high schools, actually. And it's on TikTok and all that kind of stuff. But I think what happened is they got the attention of parents who were largely oblivious to this. Not just because of seeing what was being taught during COVID, but I think now an assignment like this comes out and they're like, what the heck are they doing? Like, they have no business doing that. Some of the parents I got to talk to were not your, um, you know, remember that character on Saturday Night Live, uh, the church lady? That wasn't, that's not the people we were talking to. We were talking Mm -hmm. to people that, frankly, you would think wouldn't care at all or maybe even think, hey, it's fine, what's the big deal? And they were furious. They, they just went too far. And so I think the inflection point is reached, but I also think that, I think the other side, that the left, does a better job of the frog in the frying pan approach, where they do it right. more subtly. What's happened is, even though I thought that a, the last election was pretty close across the country, and that control over like legislative bodies and governorships was pretty narrowly decided. They took this as an answer. They want more of this. We're going to go pedal to the metal. We might have been going at, you know, 35 miles an hour. Now we're going to do 65 and see if we can't go faster. And that's what they've that's what they've started doing and I believe that's not the frog in the frying pan approach. I think that is the approach that gets people's attention faster and starts creating a reaction. And don't mess with people's kids, by the way. That's that is, you know, adults have one approach, as you said, but don't mess with people's kids and don't tell the parents that they're terrorists for disagreeing. That is something they actually did. And uh, that is not a smart approach. It's not a smart political approach. And it's not good for our culture uh, for people to think they even have that power to condemn people for disagreeing with them. So is it do you think it's enough in the next cycle where people will switch from the D's to the R's or to an independent or to maybe they vote for some green party or something else different, or they just don't vote at all. You know, is will it be enough to actually change, um, you know, maybe, you know, another, uh, you know, congressional um, district or something in, in Oregon or Washington, potentially a, a statewide seat? I think there's a difference between philosophies and beliefs and the political math. Um, I think we saw in the gubernatorial race in 2022 that when math pencils out, uh, I don't think that there's much. In the end, people realize that they're making a choice, right? And, um, you know, I, I like Betsy Johnson, actually. I don't agree with her on a whole bunch of things. I agree with her strongly on many things. But 9.6% was never going to do anything but be a spoiler for one side or the other, probably. And and so I, I think when it comes down to it, 
are people going to feel like that it's a it's a, a point when they have to make a decision and they at least have to pick somebody that they can use to stop what's been happening because I, I i don't going on offense that almost seems hard to imagine right now i mean imagine what it'd be like to actually remove all of this garbage from our schools that i was just talking about it's everywhere yeah. uh but they they could get angry enough to say we've got to stop this it's happening and we didn't think it was going to happen and it, by the way it's not going to be limited to cultural issues Look at what's happening with inflation. I, I think you guys were kind of talking about some of the financial markets. Uh, that is crazy. And that we're literally creating inflation and then being told it's not it's not a problem. <laughs> well, okay, it is. And uh-huh. we're being told that that things that are happening uh, overseas with you know all these um, different wars that are going on, oh, we got that handled. Doesn't seem like it. They, they right. just they're, there's 10 crises going on right now at the same time. The border, the southern border is a complete disaster. Fentanyl is a dollar in Portland. Um, they don't have any grasp of what they're doing. And it's now spinning out of control. If it weren't for the fact that they had this uh, advantage where the media can most of the media can come in and say, pay attention to this or here's how you need to think about that. Or this person's bad. By the way, look at this sparkly, shiny object over here. If they didn't have that, they would be down 40 points in the polls. But I think they're reaching the highest level of their incompetence using that tool to defraud people. Because it's not working in Eugene. People can see what happened at Churchill High School. You can't defraud them anymore. It's like a giant gaping sore on their face. You You can't miss it. But... It doesn't happen to affect everybody at the same time in the same place uh, and all over the place. Inflation does, though. The economy is these one of these things like I think they've really screwed that up and they don't have an answer. There's not a, a way out of this. Yeah, they, don't, they don't know how to they don't know how to make any jobs or anything like that. But but Kevin, you know, before I let you go, I want people to know how to find you, find your stuff. Um, I know you, you've been working tirelessly for a long time. Um, I do enjoy your optimism. And a lot of times, you know, folks are not optimistic, but you, you have an optimistic message. You have you have real concrete ways for people to be able to help the right causes at the grassroots you know, level. Uh, let our folks um, that are listening to the show figure out how they can find you, your stuff and, and help the, the good cause. Well, I'm on the executive committee for the state party. And uh, and so, of course, that's Oregon.gop. And people can go there and find out how to get involved in the process. Uh, certainly on the partisan politics side, that's a, one of the best ways to go. Uh, I also spent a lot of time uh, with some of our you know, efforts similar to what you and Jane and everybody are doing to try and get the word out about different things that are happening. So there's a, a Facebook live show that, that we do four days a week called Captive Audience. And uh, we kind of get inside these issues and really talk about them. Um, I think one of the biggest news issues this week was what happened with Tucker Carlson. And we really address that straight up, which, you know, a lot of local news around here, you don't you never hear about that in Oregon. Um, they just ignore it. Right. Like, oh, it happened. Whatever. Move on. No, I think it was a big deal. And then um, so they can find that at Captive Audience O.R. for Oregon O.R. on Facebook and on t- and on Twitter. 
You can also find captive audience uh, there as well. And then uh, there's another group that's trying to save Portland called the Coalition to Save Portland. We started, it's a multi-partisan effort um, and some really some Democrats um, got fed up and they said, look, what can we do about this? And so uh, they can find more information about that at savepdx.org, savepdx.org. And uh, there's a lot, a lot of work to do there, as you can imagine. But at the same time, we're on the front lines. We're everybody's future if we don't do something about all these issues that we're facing here out in, uh, on the left coast. Yeah, wow. You know, it, it, uh, time flies. <laughs> you know, I, I certainly appreciate you uh, joining the show, Kevin. I, right, I want everybody to, to figure, you know, find their ways to get in touch with Kevin. I've, I've had many opportunities to interview him over the years. Um, always great stuff, and I'm still glad that you, you keep up the good fight because, uh, you know, I'm not giving up. I was born, I was born out here, and I, you know, I'm not running away from the fight. We run, we run to the, uh, to the fight. So. Uh, I just want to uh, say thanks again for joining the show. Thanks, Kevin. Yep. Let's run towards the bullets. I got it. You got it. <laughs> All righty. Wow. All right. Well, thank you, Skip, and thank you, Kevin, for joining the show. Thank you, Jane, for giving me the opportunity to hang out with Dave and uh, have ourselves a great Thursday night. And it'll be a hot one in the Pacific Northwest tomorrow. Always a hot one when you join the, the Jane Carroll Show. Like I said, tune in here where you hear stuff weeks ahead before the others figure it out. All right. Good night, everybody. This was Aaron Stevens on the Jane Carroll Show. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.